we are recording the show a little bit early today, right? Today is Thursday. We are normally recording on Monday. Uh, but due to like World Cup scheduling and some other stuff, we decided to go a little bit early. Uh, so for that reason, we kind of said, okay, well, there's not a whole lot of big ticket news items out for the week that we can discuss. So we thought we'd take a little bit of a different approach and uh, talk home screens. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice, uh, you know, casual summer, uh, summary thing to do. Uh, slow news week. And like you said, we recorded the last episode, the previous episode of Let's Talk iOS just a few days ago. And, uh, and uh, not much has happened since. And uh, because people sometimes ask us about the home screen, we figured that it would be a fun thing to do. Like you and I uh, show each other's uh, home screen and discuss it, discuss the philosophy behind it, the conceptualization of the home screen, <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, how we place icons on a home screen. Right. Uh, but uh, but before we get going, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsor for this show. It's Clockwise.io. If you need t-shirts, Clockwise would love to make them for you. Clockwise prints and ships t-shirts all over the world for quality-driven clients. Their water-based ink and tri-blend fabric make for shirts you will love for years to come. Clockwise offers free shipping, no minimums, and professional mock-ups prior to production. For more information on how to produce your own apparel with Clockwise, visit them online at www.clockwise.io or follow, follow them on Instagram at Clockwise. Again, that's Clockwise.io to learn more. Our thanks to Clockwise for sponsoring the show. Uh, I feel like I have to put a big asterisk or a big, uh, uh, I don't know, disclaimer uh, on, for my wallpaper because I obviously did not know this topic was coming. Uh, typically, I would say, you know, before we – we've done share your home screen things I think before on IDB and I know people have asked me on Twitter and I've sent it. But usually before I feel comfortable sharing my home screen, I um, – well, I wouldn't even say that. I would say most of the time. So even if like 90% of the time, if you were to ask me, hey, what's your home screen look like? It's usually like nice and tight. Like usually I have a single page and it's uh, uh, I have a great background, like a custom background. I think right now I'm just using a stock background and I usually have all my icons like ordered in a specific way. And I've usually got – if I have any folders, they're usually all in the same row. It's usually like a nice and tight setup. And oftentimes, I, I won't even have the bottom row filled, right? I'll just have a nice blank bottom space so a space sits between the last row of icons and the dock. Uh, but I obviously did not know this was coming. Uh, I'm in kind of this weird beta testing stage, right? I'm using uh, – I'm doing uh, uh, iOS 12 beta testing on my main daily driver, my iPhone 10. And uh, I've just been kind of, as I try an app or as I add an app, I just haven't, I guess, organized things in a, a couple of weeks. So that's why it looks all all crazy. I'm also noticing that this screenshot I sent you that I have like several badges, <laughs> which I don't always have. That would just drive me nuts. I usually have a clean, man, I'm looking at our side by side right now. And uh, yours looks way better than mine. <laughs> I, I want to react to everything you've said so far because this is the best time to compare home screens. I took you by surprise and that's, you know, that's, that's for sure. You didn't know. And you came in here and was like, let's do home screens. You're like, uh oh. But this is, this is the best time because it shows how your home screen is without you taking the time to clean it up. It's like me showing up unannounced at your house and realizing that your house is either super clean 
or super messy, in which case, or whatever the case may be, that kind of reflects your personality. You know, like, I mean, when you, when you walk, walk in unannounced in someone's house, if it's kind of clean-ish or, you know, like uh, kind of tidy, you're like, oh, you know, I just showed up, it's getting a no, and it's kind of clean in there and everything. But if you show up and it's like kind of a mess, it paints a character. Like you're like, yeah, maybe this guy is not like super, super tidy, maybe not very organized. Um, so I feel like I'm going to be seeing the real um, <laughs> home screen from Cody. And you're going to see the real home screen from Sebastian. Um, I haven't cleaned up anything. I haven't moved any icon. I haven't cleared any badge. I haven't changed any wallpaper. I haven't changed. I haven't touched anything. I literally uh, took a screenshot like seconds um went into our Skype call and send that to you uh, without making any sort of alteration. So you see my the home screen as it is. If you were to grab my, you know, steal my phone and unlock it and look at the home screen, that's uh, what it would look like. Well, to be fair, this is more like if you popped into my house after I had the biggest party of the year um, and this is what it looks like versus what it normally looks like. Because I would say it's been like this probably since the second or third week of June. Again, just because I'm beta testing. So I think that's a more more accurate description. But either way, I'm cool because I, a lot of these apps that I have on my home screen, they are my typical uh, apps that I have on the home screen. They're just not arranged in the prettiest way. So you know what? I'm not too worried about it. And even if that makes for a good recurring topic, like something we can revisit every six months or something, or maybe when there's a new iPhone coming out, because I know when I get a new iPhone, my home screen usually changes a little bit. Um, main apps right. stay where they are, but some, some things usually change. Um, and I assume it, it would be the same for you. So, so that, that may be an exercise we do once or twice a year and we can, you know, compare and, and uh, and and look back at the the way things were uh, a few months before. Right. Okay. Well, let's uh, kick this thing off. Uh, the first thing I have to ask you about is this uh, green wallpaper. It's pretty cool. It's like a gradient or something. Did you pull this off of one of Jim's uh, uh, weekly wallpaper uh, roundups? Yeah, actually, I this one is directly extracted from the last roundup of wallpaper that was published uh, last Sunday. Um, that was a Sunday in sometimes July, July 1st or something, not last Sunday from the time people are going to be listening to this. And what I try to do is every week I try to change my wallpaper. Thanks to Jim's efforts, uh, I think he's been doing this for two or three years nonstop now. Every single week he posts right. a, a collection of wallpaper. And sometimes, you know, some of them are great. Sometimes some of them are like, I'm like, eh, not so great. And and you can even see in the comments, sometimes people are super excited and sometimes they talk trash about it. And, and that's fine, you know, like you can't have it right 100% of the time, especially when you do it for like three years. But... Um, I try to to go into this post every every week and use a new wallpaper. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes I'm like, eh, I just don't like any of these, or I like this, but it doesn't work very well for on my lock screen, or it doesn't work very well on my home screen. So I'm not going to use it. And sometimes I end up with the same wallpaper for several weeks. And sometimes I change wallpaper every week for like three months straight. Um, 
So, and this one, uh, this one, I kind of like it. I went to Jim's post and there were a bunch of gradient wallpaper and I saved maybe five or, you know, maybe three or four of them to, to my iPhone library and, uh, and tried them all. And, uh, and the green one was to me, uh, the best one. And I'm actually using it both on the lock screen and on the home screen right now. Uh, this is subject right. to change. You know, by the time this episode airs, there's going to be a new roundup of wallpapers, and maybe I'm going to be using a different wallpaper by then. Um, but at the time, at the time, like this one is being used as both a lock screen and a home screen. Um, you, on the other end, my friend, I see that you use one of the stock uh, iOS 12 wall. Um, yes, it's an iOS 12 wallpaper, right? Uh, I don't know if it's iOS 12 or iPhone 10, but it definitely. It gave me that vibe of the iPhone 10. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know what? I I couldn't even tell you why I necessarily picked this one out. I like that it's got multiple colors. I think I'm like you in the sense that I like very simple, not too busy looking wallpapers. I've tried images on there before and it just doesn't work. It usually clashes with the, the icon labels or things like that. So I usually have to have like a textured wallpaper or uh, something with not a lot of graphics on it. It's got to be very kind of flat looking yeah um and i've done a lot of gradients actually in the past so i really like your green wallpaper i usually do it with uh either red just kind of a red fade up into black or uh i had a blue fade up into black for a long time blue for dallas cowboys um so i like your wallpaper a lot and you know what i don't mind this one it's just uh it's interesting because i think with the the third beta of ios 12 they started blurring uh apple started automatically blurring background images so you notice mine is fairly blurry. I think that's a, a feature. Like I think that's a thing that uh, iOS used to do. Hasn't done, I don't think, in a while. But uh, iOS 12, it looks like it's doing it here because that is doesn't it look blurry to you? Yeah, a little bit. But this this wallpaper never looked really sharp to me, uh, quite frankly. I, I, I was using it for a little bit. And uh, yeah, it looked grainy and I didn't really like it. Okay. Well, I think it's I think it's normally much sharper than this again i'm i'm if you were to go look at the mm-hmm. the wallpaper library I, I don't think it looks like this so i think it's uh and that's cool actually if ios 12 is doing that now because uh that helps a little bit with the clashing of the icon labels yeah hey something we completely forgot to mention is that there's going to be an image, a uh, screenshot of these home screens in the show notes so people can actually, you know, see what we're talking about. Kind of here. follow along. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not g- g- going to be completely abstract. Uh, you can have uh, the screenshot of, uh, of both uh, you and uh, my home screen. I noticed that your clock is the 24-hour clock. When you were, and you're obviously in, in France now, but... When you were in the U.S., did you use a 24-hour clock or did you keep to the norm with a 12-hour clock here? I always use a 24-hour clock when possible. And obviously, it is possible on uh, on iOS. To me, it's much simpler. Uh, it's, and I remember uh, and that was... That predated the iPhone, but um, I guess that was my maybe my last um, phone before the iPhone. I was in a business trip and I set up my alarm for something like 6 p.m. instead of 6 a.m. And I slept in and I was woken up by my boss at 6.30 or 7 a.m. knocking at my, at my hotel room telling me, hey, hey, Sebastian, what are you doing? Like, we got to go. 
And ever since, I was like, wait, like, why am I trying so hard with this AM, PM stuff? <laughs> it's, not, it's not clear to me. Uh, I know it makes sense, you know, AM, PM, afternoon, morning. You know? It just, to me, it's visually speaking, it's much clearer when I see 1627. I know it's 427 rather than when I see, uh, you know, 530. Like, it doesn't translate the same to me in my head if it's morning or depending if it's morning or, or evening. It might sound weird, uh, but I think a lot of people who grow up with a 24-hour club probably feel the same way. Right. Yeah, no, it actually makes sense to me that if that's the way you've learned it, you're used to that, why not? I mean, it's much more clear when you think about it in the long run. Like, over the full day, it's a lot more clear. It's it's not 9 p.m. It's, right. 21. 2100 hours. Yeah, now. because the day is divided in 24 hours, right? So it makes sense to uh, to name each of, his, of these hours by its actual number. So if it's 9 p.m., it's 2100 or 21 hours. And uh, if it's 10, it's 22. I mean, yeah, it really, really makes sense. It's not like kind of like the metric versus uh, imperial system or something like this, which uh, doesn't make sense. Here, it totally, completely makes sense to be divided into 24. Right. Another thing that sticks out about your uh, uh, homepage here is your use of uh, emoji <laughs> for your labels, which I actually think is really cool. In fact, I might steal it and, and try to do a similar setup myself. Uh, the only one that kind of makes me kind of laugh a little bit is the pills one. <laughs> it just looks like these are your drugs apps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it's health, it's health obviously, because I see the, the health app in there, but to me, it was just like, oh, these are his drugs apps. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I, I couldn't find something better. Um, and that might be, and maybe someone can point me in the right direction. Like a running guy, maybe? Yeah, I could have a running, I guess I could have the running guy uh that might be too big though i don't know um i i need to explore the running guy the running guy is actually a pretty good idea um if you have any other uh, feel free i know like the pill sometimes throws, throws me off and it, it actually when i first came up with it i was just giggling the same way too i'm like oh look at me like <laughs> i look like a drug addict or something but yeah like you you, you said it's to um classify my health and fitness applications in there. As you can see, the folder is not even full. Uh, I don't have many health and fitness applications. I just have, what, seven of them right now. Um, but uh, I needed a space for them. And uh, here they are at the top uh, of my lock screen. Uh, my home screen, sorry. I'm looking here. I don't think I don't think I have... A, well, I, don't, I definitely don't have a folder for health and fitness apps. And I think I just... I think I just used the stock health and the... Uh, the achievements app from Apple to kind of keep track of that stuff. I usually have my fitness pal somewhere, but I don't see it anywhere on this home screen. I don't know if I deleted it or where it's at, but, uh, hmm. Okay. Uh, I do use emoji. So the top, my top row is, uh, four folders. And uh, right. the first one, as you said, is the health and fitness. The second one, it's three bags of money. It's, uh, finance-related uh, applications, so PayPal, you know, American Express, stock, that kind of stuff, bank. Uh, the third one is some, uh, what do you call this, gears? Are these gears? Or? Yeah, those are, those are gears, like settings, app-type icons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is more like for gears, like productivity, work, or 
all the stuff. I have like travel stuff. I have Google Maps in there, which I rarely use. I have Airbnb. It's kind of a throw all kind of uh, folder for app. All, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the one I use the most are at the bottom of the of the first screen of the folder. And there's a bunch of other apps that I rarely use, like Giphy, for example. You know, like it's kind of a uh, download it and forget it kind of app because I use it sometimes in the messages app, but I have no business having the icon on my home screen anywhere. So I throw it in this folder in a subsequent page. And the last folder at the top has three little Apple logos and it is on the Apple apps that don't go anywhere that I have that I don't use anywhere else but in this folder. So I have some Apple apps that I use, the mail app for example or Safari, and these have a special spot on my on my home screen. But all the other ones that I don't use frequently or again it's a, a catch-all kind of folder go into this Apple folder and there's ex- there's exclusively Apple apps in there. There's nothing else but Apple apps. So I know if I'm looking for, uh, I don't know, like the measure app, for example, I know it's in there. It's not on the first page, but I know exactly it's it's in this folder because it's an Apple app that I rarely use. And if it's not in that folder, it is somewhere on the main screen, on my main home screen. I noticed that you have a lot of duplicate apps, right? So uh, you have Yahoo Stocks and then you have the actual Apple Stocks app. You have uh, Spark email. Then it looks like you actually have another email client. And then on your home screen, you've got the the stock email client. And then you've got two checkmark looking to do type apps yeah. right next to each other in the third folder. Is there? Do you use all these, or is there a reason you have backups for them? Or wow, I do use all these. So we're we're getting into like the uh, the nitty gritty details here. I was I was not using the stock mail application. For a while, I use, I now use, um, I think it's called, I need to check. I never remember what it's called. I think it's called email by Edison or something. Is that possible? Is that correct? I think it's email, but I don't know who it's by. Email. I'm going to Edison mail. Edison mail. Let's see. Yeah, that's it. It's or called Edison email. Mail. Email Edison mail. Um, that's the one that I use the most. But in iOS 12, when iOS 12 came out, I was like, ooh, maybe iOS 12 fixed all these problems that I have with the stock mail application. And by the way, it's, I, it seems that I'm, I'm the only one having this problem because I was complaining the other day on Twitter and everybody was like, nope, I don't have any problem with it. Um, so I don't know if it's because of the large amount of emails that I have uh, or if it's because... Uh, a specific setting um, that I set in the settings of the mail app, but something is not working properly. Um, so I was using a Dyson mail for a long time. Uh, with iOS 12, the mail app came back in the dock, but it's going to be kicked out soon because the problems are coming back and a Dyson mail has been fixed with iOS 12, so now it works perfectly. Uh, so I have these two, and I also have Spark, as you noticed. And I use Spark as uh, a client for other email addresses that I have that I rarely use and which I don't want to mix up with my other email clients. Um, so it's basically like, uh, yeah, all the email addresses that I rarely use that are in there. And I don't, I don't want them to be mixed up with uh, my 
my main personal account and my IDB account, which are my two main email accounts. And the other one, there's a, um, a to-do, I think it's called do, D-U-E, I need to check. Um, uh, in this folder, there is, yeah, it's called do, D-U-E, with this ugly icon. Um, it's it kind is of a, ugly. <laughs> it is ugly, man. It is so ugly. It is a to-do slash reminder app, which is really good. I use it specifically for recurring reminder. So things that I, ha- that I schedule to happen every week or every two weeks or every three days or whatever. And they have like a nagging system uh, to, of notification. And if you don't like mark as complete or mark as done or uh, postpone or something, it's going to nag you every so minutes. So I think I have it set to every 30 minutes. If I don't mark the task as done, every 30 minutes, I'm going to get a new notification telling me it's time to take out the trash. And if I don't do anything 30 minutes later, it's time to take out the trash. And finally, I tap done and I don't see this one for another week. Um, so I use it for, again, like very specific things. And the one next to it is MeisterTask. is something I use with um, uh, Cody. Um, no, you are Cody. I use it with uh, Christian <laughs> and, uh, and Brian to schedule um, posts and tutorials and stuff like this. Uh, so it's more like of a productivity tool than, than anything okay. else. And uh, yeah, you can see workflow in there, which I really, really, really use. Uh, speed test, which I use actually fairly often. Uh, Airbnb, rarely use it. Google Maps, rarely use it. TripIt, uh, it's a travel app, rarely use it, but always nice to, to have. And uh, yeah, that's about it for, um, for that, uh, for that uh, specific folder and for that first row. Of, uh, of icons. Do you have any other questions for this first uh, row? Not really for the first row, but you mentioned multiple like reminder slash to do apps, and then I see you also use the stock reminders yeah. app on the home screen. What's uh? <laughs> I I I have to tell you that is probably my least favorite app that Apple makes is the reminders app. It is awful. The interface is so terrible, and I've tried so many other uh, reminder to do apps, and something just bugs me about there being duplicate. Functionality one in, in multiple apps, but I would also get multiple alerts from different apps all telling me about reminders, basically. And I'm like, these should all come from one source. I shouldn't have three different looking alerts telling me about remind. I don't know. There's something that really irks me about uh, uh, multiple. Um, anyways, the reminders app is terrible. I don't know how you use it. Okay, I was telling you that in do or do, maybe it's called, I put all the recurring stuff, right? Things that come back usually every week. Or things I want to be nagged about to make sure I don't forget about them when I need to do them. And for reminders, every other reminder. And and I totally agree with what you say about reminder. It's ugly, it's bloated, it's not pretty, it doesn't, the UI is terrible. Um, but it has one advantage over all of these is that it's deeply integrated in the system. And uh, I can just say to my HomePod or to my Apple Watch or my iPhone or my iPad to remind me to do XYZ when I get home or remind me in six hours to do that. And it just does it. I know with Siri integration now for um, third-party to-do apps, uh, it's much easier to do that kind of thing. But I find, for what I use reminders, I find that, and despite all their flaws, 
uh, all its flaws, this app still is the best for quickly doing unimportant reminders, small things like, uh, I don't know, you know, take my, go get the bread for my grandma. You know, she, sometimes she calls me and say, can you get me some bread tomorrow? And so I don't forget. I say, all right, uh, Siri, remind me to go pick up the bread tomorrow at 1030 and boom, it does it. And I know the next day, uh, it pops up on my phone without any sort of interaction, without, without worrying if it's went through or not. Um, so there's something satisfying and making me feel kind of safe about that rather than using a third party application. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a method to the madness there. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is everything I do is calculated. (laughs) (laughs) Not really, actually. Not really. Okay. So I, I want to point out and that you use the stock calendar app on your iPhone. It's the top uh, left app on your home screen. Uh, I thought you were a fantastic guy. I am, and I actually I have the Mac counterpart for Fantastical. Um, but I, you know, I just I don't know any other way to say this. I just don't have a lot of like calendar stuff. Like I have a lot of like I'll, I'll put friends' birthdays and big events. I just it's I don't need like a. It's not like I have daily, day-to-day appointments all throughout the day that I really just need to keep crazy track of. You know what I mean? Like I don't need anything uh, super high-end productivity type stuff. So I feel like Fantastical is even overkill for that. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I go through spurts. Like I'll dump some, uh, you know, upcoming stuff into Fantastical and really try to use it maybe as like a kind of to-do type reminder type thing. Uh, but when it comes to just remembering, like, like you said, like the recurring stuff, um, birthdays, uh, events, um, and even like I'll follow some cool tutorials on how to get like world cup scheduling and stuff into there. Um, I just, I don't use the calendar app much and I like it. I like the icon because it has the date. Yeah, on it. I know. And I don't get the date. I don't get the date anywhere else. You know, it's not like we can get it in the status bar. So. I've really, that's the reason why it's on the homepage. Otherwise, I, it might be tucked in a folder because I just don't use it that much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I feel, I feel the same about, um, about the icon or seeing like the date is such a great thing for the stock calendar app you have. And I know uh, a bunch of uh, third party calendar applications let you do, let you use badges. Uh, to simulate the date. So, you know, you could have, instead of having a, like a notification badge that says like one, you know, for one event or something, you can have the date actually in there. Uh, but it would kill me to have a red badge constantly on my iPhone uh, with a number that can go up to 31 on it. That would just drive me insane. And that would be 365 days a year. So it's something I do not opt for. Um, but I do have the um, calendar uh, application in, on the first page of my Apple folder. So I can always see the date directly from, from my home screen. It's not as obvious as yours because you know yours is a full-size full icon, but um, I can always see it. So that reassures me somewhat. somewhat. I couldn't do the badges either, honestly. It's funny, as as weird as it sounds, because I've got several badges here on the homepage. They they don't give me anxiety, but they definitely like there's something there, right? There's something that just you're like, ah, I gotta get rid of that badge. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's 
actually kind of freaking me out that it's in my screenshot now forever. <laughs> oh man. Um, and you have a, a few other, actually a bunch of other stock applications at the top. I see you have photos, camera, clock. Um, photos, it's funny because as you can see on my screenshot, photos and camera is at the very bottom. Yours is at the very top. But, uh, on both our, our uh, home screens, these two apps are next to each other. Right. It's, you know, I don't usually have the camera app on the home screen. And that's just something I've really started doing with the iPhone 10. It's because of the odd placement of the, uh, of the, uh, control center. Yeah. Which is, well, it doesn't really help much because the whole reason yours is where it makes sense because it's lower, right? It's on the lower level. You can just reach your thumb up and it's easy to just quick take a picture. Um, Mine is up where you still have to reach up to the top right hand corner, basically. So you might as well just swipe down on the control center. Mm-hmm. I just, I've had it, it, it doesn't always stay in that top row. It just kind of floats around the home screen wherever it ends up. But it's been on the home screen because I've had such a tough time initially getting used to the control center being in the top right hand spot. So that's, that's why the camera's there. Photos app is just, I feel like it's always going to be on my home screen. I take a lot of just, random pictures throughout my days and throughout, you know, adventures and, and stuff. And, um, I, uh, I just end up referring, referring back to that photos app quite a bit. And, uh, I see that, uh, we also have the, the location of the notes app on our home screen is exactly identical. Yeah. That's wild, huh? And this episode of Let's Talk iOS is brought to you thanks to our friends at Simple Contact. If you wear contact lenses and find yourself dreading that annual appointment to renew your prescription, then you're going to love Simple Contact. It's a great new company that makes this annoying process, well, very simple. Simple Contact lets you renew your expired contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from your phone or computer in just minutes. Simple Contacts bring the doctor's office to wherever you are, whenever you need it. You can take the Simple Contacts vision test online in five minutes, then the real doctor reviews it and renews your your prescription. You save time, you save money, and of course, you save yourself a headache. And if you have an an, uh, unexpired prescription, just upload a photo of it or your doctor's info and order your lenses in minutes for a great price. They do all the work for you. This is Vision Care for the 21st century. Simple Contacts offers every brand of lenses and their prices are unbeatable. The prescription is just $20. Compare that with an annual appointment, which can be up to, what, 200 bucks without insurance? They have some of the best prices on contacts and shipping is free. And best of all, all listeners get $20 off their first Simple Contacts order. To save $20 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com slash talkios20 or enter the code talkios20 at checkout. I want to mention that this is not a replacement for your periodic full eye exam. You still need those occasionally, but it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Again, check out Simple Contacts and get $20 off by going to simplecontacts.com slash talkios20 or just enter the code talkios20 at checkout. Give them a try and thank us later. I this okay. So if Reminders is my least favorite Apple app, Notes is my favorite. I think uh, I wish the design was a little bit cleaner. It's not my favorite design wise, but in terms of functionality, I use that app every day, and I use it for everything. And it's basically like me putting a bunch of sticky notes everywhere, all over the computer monitor, all over the desk. Like just imagine 
hundreds of these little yellow squared sticky notes everywhere with little notes on them. And the fact that I can search without having to tag the note or anything like that, the fact that I can search notes application wide is just huge for me. So I'll use it from everything from, okay, let me kind of mind map this idea or let me, uh, I'll use it for rough drafts sometimes for posts or I will um, take, you know, like I had a beef with eBay one time. So I called in and they gave me a trouble ticket number and I wrote eBay trouble ticket number and I put the, put the number they gave me. Well, that note's going to get buried over the next couple of days. So later I just type eBay in the search bar and boom, I'm at the trouble ticket number. So I'm, I love that app and uh, it probably deserves to be lower on the home screen so I can access it quicker because I use it every day. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I use it every day, but I use it quite often for pretty much the same thing as you. Uh, I'm very diligent about cl- about cleaning it up because usually these notes are temporary. You know, like you, it's like I call uh, a company and they give me a case number or something and I write it down or I write down a phone number or something and, and a couple of notes. But then it's something, once it's resolved, I don't need it anymore. So I just I just delete it. But uh, interestingly enough, for the little um, anecdote here, um, the oldest note I have in there is my uh wedding speech <laughs> i wow yeah i uh i had a wedding for my wedding you know like so we got married and and after the ceremony we went and had food and i had a little a little speech and i remember like the day before my wife and i said oh we're not gonna do a speech and then the night before i had like i was like oh actually there are things i want to say to people um so the, the night before, I was on my iPad, on my bed, and I typed, uh, I typed the, the speech, and uh, I printed it out, I believe, and, uh, and then I said the speech. And then every time I see it, I'm like, I obviously don't need this, right? Even, even, even if I get divorced and get remarried again, <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> I, I would be writing a different uh, speech. But every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I can't believe this. Like, this is such an important part of my life. And it's such like a, it was, I, think, I thought it was just a beautiful um, note that I wrote. And, uh, and then I, I keep it in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I, for, I just can't uh, stand to think that I might need something that I deleted, you know? Yeah. So I don't, I don't end up deleting. I, I do delete some notes like these, like some of these one-offs that I know for sure I'll never need, but I would say that my notes probably looks, I don't know if you call it messy. Cause honestly, uh, Apple does such a good job of keeping things organized by date or whatever like that. And it just doesn't ever look bad to me. And you don't get dinged as far as I know in terms of storage unless I started loading these up with photos and then I would probably start yeah. to get in trouble. But each note is we're talking tiny, tiny. And so um I just I end up leaving a lot of stuff just in case I need to refer back to. And it's definitely helped, you know, it saved me along the way. I think I had an old VIN number for an old car that uh I got uh um some type of letter about or something and I had to respond and I needed my VIN number of an old car. And instead of having to like dig through my old uh, insurance uh, forms to try to figure out what the VIN number to this car was, it was just right here readily accessible. So yeah, I love, I love the uh, notes app. Okay. Something that's driving me insane on your, on your home screen right now. <laughs> it, what, what, okay. Why is there a badge on the settings app? Uh Oh, I don't know. That's just something that I've started seeing with the beta. It's like 
you need to let me read what the actual error message is. It's something like wanting me to finish a setup of yeah, something. Yeah, uh, so it's either and Face it's like, ID or or maybe Apple Pay. Oh no no no! This one says iPhone backup failed. Oh, so at some point in time through iOS twelve, um, it has. I I don't ever do iCloud iPhone backups, you know, unless I do it manually. But I I hate that feature being on automatically, and uh, because stuff like this happens. Well, at some course over the last couple of betas, it's obviously turned on to automatic, and it's trying to uh, trying to get me. So I I don't have I don't have any more. Uh, storage space in iCloud. I just have the normal five gig or oh, whatever. Oh. Yeah. So. Uh, hold on. So so one, I, I, let, let's unpack this. One, <laughs> you don't pay for iCloud storage. So you just use five gigs of storage. And two, you you don't do automatic iCloud backups? Uh no. Wow. I just I remember yeah, I just remembered to do it manually. Um I'm trying to think of a good explanation for this. Yeah, I guess I've just I've never been like, oh man, I wish I had a backup. <laughs> and how do you even how do you even live with five gigabytes? Uh, I mean, I, don't well, I clean up I clean up my photos pretty often. I just transfer them to uh, either Google Photos. Okay, actually, I still have a bunch in Flickr that I need to move away from Flickr. But uh, I use uh, I'll upload them to either Google Photos or I'll just. Uh, airdrop them to my computer and move them over to an external hard drive i just recently did that actually with like some 800 pictures Mm -hmm. um so yeah i offload the photos so i'm not worried about losing those text messages and notes are automatically synced via icloud um there's just not a lot i would freak out if i lost you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's just i don't really i'm not too worried about uh something happening and me having to start over from scratch yeah yeah i gave complete trust into apple with photos all my photos are on iCloud photo library and if it crashes one day or apple explodes uh, all my photos and memories are lost well i thought you backed them up well i used to when i had my imac but right. I don't have my iMac anymore and I don't want to back up all my photos because I was backing them up on my iMac, but it was actually to an external hard drive and the external hard drive was uh, connected to the iMac 24-7. But here, I'm, now that we you know moved to France, I just have this MacBook Pro and I do have external hard drives, but I don't want them to be... Uh, I don't. I don't want to have to think about plugging them in every once in a while and downloading all the pictures and everything. So... For we've been in France for almost a year. We're probably going to be here for another year. So I know that during that time, there is I don't have like an actual double backup, an actual backup of my iCloud photo library. It's all in the cloud and nothing else. I do have a copy of all my photos and videos up to August of last year when we moved to France or July of last year when we moved to France. Like it's on the hard drive. I probably have it like in two copies on different hard drives. Um, but everything that happened since we moved last year, since July 2017, I don't have an actual backup of it physically somewhere. But when we come back to the States uh, and when we move back to the States and I get a proper setup and likely get another iMac or something, I'll, uh, I'll be doing my regular uh, backups um, uh, again, just, just to be safe, just in case something goes wrong. Right. I have to ask you, do you still use Reader on a regular basis? Yeah, I use it every day, actually. You realize that 
RSS shut down, right? That's been shut down for years. Don't say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. I tried to use uh, Twitter for keeping up with news. But I have a very big problem with Twitter is that there's a lot of uh, uh, redundancy. So, for example, you follow The Verge on Twitter, and they're going to tweet once about this article. Um, I don't know. Oh, repeat. Review, repeat we review this headphone, okay? I'm like, okay, I don't care about that. So, swi- you know, like swipe down. And, and then two days later, or maybe even the evening, I see this thing again. And then it's the weekend, and I see it's here again. And I'm like... I'm spending like so much time swiping on items that I've already seen and that I don't want to see again. I know a workaround for this would be to either create my own fake, uh, you know, Verge accounts, a Twitter Verge accounts. Uh, you can easily do this, right? You create like a, a, a Twitter account, my Verge account or something. And then you, by using IFTTT or a bunch of other services, you can send the RSS feed to this account. You follow this account and you get each item once. I thought about doing this. I was like, that is madness. I'm not going to do this for every site that I follow. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that tweets several times the same items. So I do in long story short, I still, for everything Apple, I still use Twitter to follow everything Apple. I have a list. I have a couple of lists actually, and uh, I follow stuff through there. But for uh, U.S. Uh, for world news and France news and uh, some very specific technical news items that I don't want to miss. It's things I don't want to get lost in Twitter. I don't want to have like the repeating tweets either on Twitter. I have. Uh, I use Reader, uh, but it, it's mostly greatly for. Um, for U.S. New, um, international news and uh, France-specific news, it's stuff that I don't want to miss. It's enough stuff that I keep uh, keep up with, like pretty much every day, either in the morning or at night, or maybe even both sometimes. And uh, so I don't have like back in the day, I had like hundreds of RSS items in my RSS reader. Now I have maybe a dozen, uh, maybe yeah, maybe even not even a dozen, maybe half a dozen. RSS feeds that I use, but they are very important because they keep me up to date with um, with the news that matter to me. Hmm. Does it still get regular updates? Reader? No. Re- no. No. It's it's updated like maybe once a year. Uh, maybe you know if, if a little thing breaks in iOS 12, which I haven't noticed yet. Um, maybe it's gonna is gonna uh, release an update, but it, no, it's not. So, it, this app doesn't get any updates, no, or significant updates, or new features for sure. It's like a four or five dollar app, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, I bought it a few years ago. It, it's it was it's worth it. I tried a bunch of different RSS readers, and I always always come back to Reader because I think it's the best. It's not perfect, um, but it's the best I've found. I wonder if this is off topic, but I wonder if that developer is a millionaire. Because so, I know that was a, such a popular app for a while. Mm-hmm. Such a popular app. Yeah, it was. But to be a millionaire, I would have had to sell like, what, 300,000 copies of the app, you know, with a totally person. I mean, that's that sounds like a lot. Because it's still, remember, it's still a very niche product. You know, like, right. did, your, did your mom, did your, uh, do your friends use RSS? I mean, really, like, you might have a handful of friends that use RSS feeds, but, or that did at the time, but... Uh, I know 
personally, I know my, I can count on the fingers of one hand, of one hand, how many of my friends used RSS at that time. I know it's very not much of them. Right. It, you'd have to sell 200,000 to net a million, not, or I'm sorry, gross. to uh, gross a million. Yeah. I, then Apple would take their cut. I'm sure there's server fees and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. That's a lot of apps. Yeah. 200,000. Yeah, but I feel like I bet he's done it. I bet, I bet there's over 200,000 gross sales of this reader app. Anyways, um, speaking of crazy, uh, successful apps, Dark Sky. If you see that on my screen, I finally broke down and did it. I'm telling you, that has been on my app store wish list or whatever you want to call it for three years, probably. And I have, uh, uh, I've just been waiting for it to go on sale. I was like, one of these days it's going to go on sale and I'm going to nab it. And it just never did. And I can't remember. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago where um, we were having some kind of like really bad storm situation. Uh, North Texas kind of sits at the edge of uh, of Tornado Alley, right? Like that goes through Kansas and Oklahoma. And it just it, it reaches down to the kind of the tip of North Texas. And uh, um. Ah, it wouldn't have been about severe weather because it's not really a severe weather type app. I can't really remember what forced my hand to download, but I was like, I need to know if it's going to rain. Um, oh, I wanted to uh, move my car uh, either under a tree or in a garage if it started hailing. And I was like, Dark Sky has always been kind of regaled as this uh, uh, very accurate app. So I went ahead and I bit the bull and I, you know, I downloaded it. And I paid the four bucks. I think it's $3.99. And, you know, it's it performs almost exactly how you would think it would. Like, it's very accurate. Like, it'll say the nearest – you're in the clear in, in the zip code or the address you're in, and it actually tells you almost the exact address you're at at the top of the of the app when it finds your location. But it'll tell you the, you're fine. The nearest precipitation is 30 minutes this way, 30 minutes northeast or something like that. But because weather changes can change so frequently – you're not that's not always accurate information like it can say the nearest precipitation is 30 minutes away and it'll start raining in five minutes where you're at and the ass just got to play catch up because something shifted in the weather thing that it couldn't predict so it's still still not quite as accurate as i would like but it's by far and away uh the most accurate weather app i've used and um man i I've, i've tried a lot of weather apps too and most of the free ones that you're going to get, like the Weather Channel app or uh, what is it? Weather Underground, um, Weather Bug, I think that might be an old one. I don't know if that's still around. But you download all these apps and they're just so gross. The apps are terrible. They're just loaded with uh, ads. They're loaded with other news stories from whatever, you know, whoever's running the back end of it. There's a bunch of news stories pushed in there. Um large large like radar type screens that just aren't very efficient in terms of how they use whatever processing power is needed so they're either going slow or they're making your scroll slow uh so i just i basically just kind of been i got fed up with all of the uh uh other apps that i've tried with in the weather category and i said you know what let's do dark sky i don't buy you know i definitely don't pay the full retail price for apps very often i'm going to do it here i was surprised to see that dark sky is like quite frequently in the top five or top 10 uh, highest paid apps. Just, I guess I've just looked over the last few weeks. So maybe because it's been spring or because there's been more weather activity, that's the case. Yeah. But man, a $4 weather app is 
in the top five of the, you know, like uh, of the most popular in the app store? I I do own uh, this app. And as you can see on my home screen, I actually use the stock weather app. Right. Um, my, my big problem with Dark Sky is not the data, which is really good. My problem with Dark Sky is the user interface. I just cannot stand it. <laughs> I just cannot stand having like to swipe left and right to go different places. It just it just doesn't work for me. And uh, and I've always like you. I tried. Uh, I think a bunch of weather apps, and um, it's kind of like uh, reminders or you know the mail app or something. And, like I always kind of go back to to the stock app for this. Um, and especially here in France, I'm not sure if it's because they have different data partners. I did actually look into it. I don't know if they have different data partners in France or something, but the weather uh, data in France is so spot on. Sometimes I look at my watch and it says 29 degrees. And I look at my car dashboard and it says 29 degrees. I'm like, oh, that's pretty accurate. But also like with the rain and uh, precipitations, like the percentage of chance of precipitations, it's like... 40% chance. And then it's like 75% chance or 100% chance. It's like top on at the hour. It's not as precise as Dark Sky, which can tell you like think, you know, in 10 minutes or they can even send you notifications. Watch out. It's going to start raining in a minute. Um, it's not as precise, but I don't really need like up to the minute information about if it's going to rain on or not. Um, and, um, yeah, it's it's good enough. And again, it works great. You know, like it's on my watch. It uses like the um, the, the the stock apps, uh, stop map, um, stop weather, stock weather. I'm gonna finally make it stock weather data. It just feels like uh, it just feels enough uh, for what I do. Um, but I think like if I lived in tornado alleys and or like you know tough location weather wise, I might want to look into a different one, but you know, I live in California where it's always sunny and I live here in France where it's either raining or super hot. So um, this, uh, the stock weather app is, is good enough for me. I just looked it up. Dark sky weather is the 16th ranked uh, paid iPhone app. So still pretty high up there. Really impressive for uh, what boils down to just kind of like a premium weather app. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to ask you, about Google Voice. Why do you have Google Voice on your home screen? Um, I use that as just kind of like a screener um, for things. If I, uh, let's see, like a couple months ago, I was car shopping. I don't give my regular phone number out. I give my Google Voice number out because I know I'm going to get inundated with calls from the salespeople and their managers. Like, hey, just wanted to see what you thought, you know, what the update was on the car. Um, I also know that when you're filling out, you know, different paperwork at, at car dealerships, that information almost always ends up in the hands of third parties. And, uh, I have noticed an uptick in my spam calls and those all get routed through Google voice. Um, if I'm giving my phone number for say, let's, I sign up for the Petco program or something like that. Again, I feel like my number is going to end up in the hands of third parties. I give them this, uh, phone number. Uh, it's just kind of like a catch-all, like to be able to screen, right? So I have a Google Voice number. I've used it for you know when I'm making deals on Craigslist. If uh, I don't know, there's just a wide range of stuff. So um, yeah, I don't use it that much right now. Uh, so I don't know why it's still on my home screen. 
but uh, it is an app that I've used quite a bit over over time. Uh, again, just to kind of like weed out any kind of weirdos or anything that I don't want to give my actual uh, phone number to. And it's nice for filling out stuff online. Uh, I do know that some services it'll it'll come back like you're gonna need a different number or yeah. this number doesn't work here. Uh, but I would say 95% of the time the number works fine. And it makes me feel better because I don't have, uh, uh, my phone calls, uh, they go through Google Voice. It'll literally tell the person on the other line, they're like, Hey, this is a phone service and we're going to try to connect you. And, uh, uh, I can decline it like a regular phone call, uh, from my side. So it works pretty well for that. I notice. That for a single guy, and maybe you spend time cleaning this up before the <laughs> before we started recording. I don't see like a Tinder, or Bumble, or whatever it's called, like all these dating apps. You don't have any of these. Uh it's on my second page. <laughs> it's a, it's the entire see, second page. Look- it's like I wanted like a dedicated <laughs> space for this. <laughs> I've got every one of them. Yeah, and it's not it's it's not. I didn't remove it from homepage by default. Uh, it's on, it's just on the second page. It was something that, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an app that I've added since all of, or apps that I've added since all of these apps, I guess. I don't know. So which one do you use the most? Um, I don't know. Uh, probably Tinder just cause it's easiest. Is it, too, is it too personal of a question? Um, uh, I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't really talk about it that much. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Um, wow. That caught me off guard here. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, see, like IGTV, like there's no reason that should be on my home screen. Yeah, I was wondering uh-huh. about that. But I figured that because it's new, you want to put it on the home screen. You want to give it a try like regularly and 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 remember that it's that this app exists and, and use it. Uh, no, <laughs> it's uh, well, I did a post about it and. Uh, you know, I even kind of talked about this on Twitter a little bit. I really, uh, I th- I thought it was a really interesting platform because you know like I've missed out on a lot of the uh, the big upright you know the YouTube uprising and then there was Vine I was kind of early in on Vine but um, it's just it was interesting to see another platform kind of take take you know take place like start to happen yeah and so I was really intrigued in it, by it. Uh, but I've I've explained that I've, it's kind of not that great, you know. Like they've messed up a lot of stuff. Vertical video is not a good idea. Uh, so I just haven't brought myself to delete it yet. I guess I keep hoping they'll make some changes and it'll be uh, a lot better. Uh, but yeah, that's not an app I use very much. I pop into it once in a while to see if uh, things have been updated. Okay, I see that you have both the Chrome app and Safari. Why two browsers? Well, and that's another should not probably be on the home screen. Uh, because of the beta, I've been having weird problems with the beta. Oh my goodness. I've been in beta hell for the last couple of weeks for all the talk everybody's saying about, uh, uh, oh, this is the most stableist beta ever. Well, I have not been seeing it. I continue to have problems with my maps app, uh, and it finding my location. I shouldn't, you know, I should say that I just updated to beta three. What was it yesterday or a couple of days ago? And so I don't have a whole lot of experience with that. So this is mostly on beta two and, and before that. Uh, but I continue to have problems with my maps app. Uh, but what I've been seeing in Safari is I, it'll only show me half the web page. The second half of the web page is completely whited out. Huh. Um, yeah, kind of a weird bug. And again, I know it's beta, so I'm not like, this isn't like a angry co- complaint. This is a, uh, 
just by nature, Safari doesn't work half the time for me, so I have to use Chrome. Um, so yeah, that's why Chrome's on there. But I've been having, I've had a couple of just self complete restarts, not just like a respring where it comes right back, but like full see you later phone and then it comes back. So I don't know what I've done or why I'm not seeing the same fantastic betas that everybody else is seeing. But uh, I've got a lot of funny, weird bugs like that where I've just been, huh? Like even more so than I remember from previous, you know, major beta releases like iOS 11. Yeah. Okay. That's that's surprising. Uh, I didn't experience that. I mean, obviously, I do experience some little issues here and there, but nothing, uh, nothing extraordinary. Didn't you say something about Siri not working well for you? Okay. There was a, I think it was with beta 2. For about 24 hours, Siri was broken, but Apple fixed this server-side, uh, and and uh, that's it. Oh, yeah, Siri's, Siri has not been working that well for me here lately, it seems like. Hmm. Just misunderstanding, taking a really long time to run back answers, um, so... Well, you know, I haven't... I guess you, I've had Beta 3 for two or three days now, and I haven't seen a ton of problems, so maybe... Maybe beta three got it right for me. I don't know, um, but uh, yeah. What else do you have on there? Um, I'd, I'd probably mention Narwhal because I'm on yes, Reddit every yeah, day. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Why? Why such a prominent spot? Because I mean, I literally I'm on it not just every day. I probably multiple times throughout the day. Um, it's just one of the apps that I open after. Like I'll usually open Tweetbot. Uh, sometimes my mail, if I'm like feeling gung ho, that'll be one of the first ones I open when I wake up. I'm like, let's start knocking some of this out. But uh, really, it's either Tweetbot or I guess if I have some alerts on my lock screen from Apple News, um, uh, I'll check those out. Like if they're major stories, like if something crazy happened overnight. Uh, but uh, Narwhal is also one of the first apps that I will uh, that I will open just because. The all page from Reddit, just the way their algorithm works and everything, usually the biggest stories or like the most viral videos or photos will surface to the top for me. So I've only got got to scroll through the top 20 or 30 posts before I really feel like I got a grasp on what happened in the around the world overnight. It's really a cool, you know, I'm surprised more people don't use Reddit for that kind of thing. I know that you're going to have to pass up some cute puppy pics on your way to major uh government announcements but uh it it feels like it gives you the full picture so you might get like you know let's say a war broke out somewhere you might get like the the top talking points from apple news or whatever news app you use to send you alerts but it feels like reddit fills in the gaps a little bit um to paint the whole picture so uh that's why narwhal's on there i do it's mostly consumption i have posted a few well i guess i've posted more than a few uh, post myself. They're usually just funny pictures or uh, uh, interesting type things. I've one time I've made it to the front page of Reddit posting something. It was a Dave Chappelle. It was a video about Dave Chappelle, and I think it got sixty thousand votes or something crazy. But uh, mostly it's just consumption, so I can uh, read what's going on. Oh, I just noticed uh, you have the Clear app. This um, what is it like a a to do app, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a list list making. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's more list, I think, than to do, although it does have reminders. So if you have something on there that you want to be reminded about, it will send you an alert and give you a little alarm type tone. This is such an old app. I mean, this is, this app has been out for five years and I don't think it's been really updated, even though I believe they're working on a major update. Uh, so I don't know, like how, what do you use this app for and, uh, and, uh, how do you feel about the, the UI, which I guess back in the day was, uh, pretty forward, but nowadays it probably feels outdated. No, no, I don't think so. I think it was a little more three dimensional when it first launched, and they've since flattened it out over the years. So it's actually, I think it holds up well for, like you said, a, a fairly old app. I think they've updated. I'm looking at it right now. I don't know that it's been updated for the iPhone 10. It doesn't look like it. It's just a big black bar across the top, so it doesn't. It's not impeded by the notch, but it also doesn't look like it was built to specifically work around it uh but just because it uses the swipe based interface um and because it's flatter very minimal graphics i think it holds up incredibly well for for an older app and so i've got it on my phone and i've got it on my mac and it's really just it's more of a uh like a to-do list like if i feel things piling up uh, for let's say I have to pack for a trip or something like that, or let's say I have a bunch of stuff to do in one day. Um, honestly, I see an old list in here. It says dentist appointment. So it went in here versus going into like my calendar, if that makes any sense. So I'm still, you know, I keep track of stuff like that, but it pops up in the clear app. And again, because it's cross compatible with the Mac, I'll get little alerts in my notification center for the Mac, or I'll get little, or, and I'll get little alerts on, uh, iOS. I also use it for like grocery shopping lists. Like if I have more than a couple of things I want to get from the store, I will uh, put them all out here because as I'm walking through the store, it can literally just be a quick swipe and I can cross out. Okay, that item's done. That item's done. And I know they had a, a pretty comparable uh, Apple Watch app for a while. I don't, I haven't used that in a long time. Um, but uh, yeah. So it's just, it's very basic. It's, syncable between my mac and uh it's just kind of very lightweight you know it's not something i have to if you've ever opened some of these to do or list manager apps Mm -hmm. you really gotta you have to study how you're gonna attack that thing yeah you know like i'm thinking of what am i thinking of well the one i use do like the one i use do is one of these things if you've ever opened up things Omnifocus. It's just like <laughs> omnifocus. Oh, don't even get well, me started. But these are, these are very specific. I mean, these are obvious. That's their bread and butter to be that right. granular. Um, I'm looking at the listing in the App Store for the Clear App, and oh boy, that's a major turnoff. I see a screenshot there in there. You know, like a little screenshot uh, previews of right. of a lock screen um, notification center from iOS 8. And in big green letters, it says below it, new for iOS 8. This thing hasn't been updated in four years. <laughs> Even though there's been an update to the app seven months ago. But clearly, like the developer has been not abandoning it because again, I'm pretty sure they're working on the brand new version. Uh, but still, like, it's like, wow, this thing is like ancient now. Yeah. It's, uh, but if it works, hey, if it works, it works, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, I guess like the fact that it's not formatted for iPhone 8 might be kind of, uh, kind of annoying, but some apps, like when they work, they work. I know I had a guitar tuner, 
uh, that was that almost got yanked by Apple because uh, it was um, it uh, it was still like 32 bit or something. I don't remember uh, specifically what was the problem, but I was like, oh my god, this this tuner is gonna disappear, and it's the best one I found. And uh, it wasn't updated for iPhone 8. I mean, it was terrible, but eventually uh they uh they updated it and and everything and but sometimes you know like you you, you got to do what you got to do with some apps if they work good for you it doesn't matter if they're outdated it doesn't matter if uh they don't fit the screen or something if they do what you what you want them to do and you're in the habit of using them yeah <laughs> it's it's so funny i'm i'm looking at this app and it just it looks so much better on device, I think. I don't think these screenshots really do it justice just because they're against the the background of, what is this, an iPhone 5C yeah. or something like that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and they just don't do it justice because just because of the way the iPhone 10 is, uh, flat, uh, very, you know, OLED screen with capable of doing very dark colors, uh, it just, it looks good. Like, it looks pretty good to me still, so I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's been more of a, I haven't found another very light, like this is the lightest of the lightweight, right? Like this is about as minimal as you can get yeah. and still have a functioning app. And I love that. I love that there's not a bunch of complicated check marks and uh, switches and radio buttons and things I got to click and things I got to uncheck and settings to do. Um, it's literally just type. Now it's on the list. Swipe. Now it's off the list. It's literally one step each way. Right, we'll, uh, we're already over the hour mark here. Um, so I wanted to mention briefly, like a few apps that, that you and I have in common on, on the home screen. Right. Uh, the settings app obviously is one of them. Uh, very important one. I, I know I'm in settings at least once a day. Uh, we both use Overcast for, uh, podcasting. We do both use the music app. And, uh, I don't know if you're, a, are you a music, Apple music subscriber? Oh, yeah. Since day one. Yeah, me too here. Love it. Especially now that, you know, with the HomePod, it's even better. Uh, we both use, we both have Instagram on the, on the homepage, pretty much at the same level as well. And, um, that's about it. Actually, we do have more in common, but we're getting into doc territory here. And I wanted, <laughs> uh, to, to talk about your doc. So in your doc, I see that you have Safari. Then you have Tweetbot. You have messages. And then you have a folder with a bunch of apps in there. Uh, and that's probably the most in- interesting uh, to me. So can you tell me a little bit about wh- you know, why these items are in your doc and, and tell us more details about this little folder you have? Tweetbot obviously is in my doc because I'm in there. Pri- that's probably my most used app. If, if not uh, messages or something, it's close. Uh, but messages is right next to it. That's also uh, one of my most used apps. Uh, Safari, obviously, for the same reason. Uh, I'm looking at this folder, and it's just again, it's just feel like it's not a great representation of uh, of stuff. I do see the My Fitness Pal with the little Under Armour logo on it, so that's where it was when I was talking about it earlier. Along with the uh, Health and the Achievements app, um, those are just there to kind of again, kind of keep track of whatever fitness progress or goals I'm I'm working towards. Um, the iTunes store app is a big one. That's the purple one with the big white star. I know that's tough to tell, right? That doesn't feel like a good iTunes icon, uh, but it is. And, uh, I'm, I'm doing stuff in there quite often in terms of, you know, cause I do the weekly roundup for, uh, the movie deals. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly checking to see what kind of movie deals are in there. Um, there's also Pinterest. Pinterest is one of those where, 
I go in spurts. I'll use it a bunch. And it's either to find, uh, you know, like uh, keto type uh, recipes for foods or desserts. Or it's to look at cool luggage if I have a trip coming up, cool luggage to buy, or uh, any number of things. Um, but I, I haven't used Pinterest in a while. Again, I kind of go in phases. Uh, that's fantasy football in the top left-hand corner. I don't know if that's just wishful thinking, but I just never took it off after fantasy football and the football season ended last year. Um, so now that we're back to about to be back into football season, um, which is crazy to think, this year's just flown by. Um, that is still in my doc up there or in uh, the doc folder. Uh, then there's Google Photos. As I told you before, I upload a lot of my stuff to, to Google Photos just to make sure I do have that backup because I don't do any type of backup through Apple or iTunes. And then the phone app. I would bury it deeper if I could. <laughs> it's just not something, not something I use often. And if it is, it's usually, you know, I would say 90% of the calls I receive are from spam or telemarketers or salesmen that I had to give my real phone number to and they somehow got it. So, um, yeah, that's what I have there. The phone app to me, it's on my home screen somewhere. It's next to the settings app. And the reason I have it there is not for the phone itself. I have it for two other reasons. One is for contacts. And I know there is a contact app, but I find it redundant. So I just use the phone app for contacts. Like if I'm, oh, do I have this guy's email? Do I have this guy's phone number? Or what's, you know, do I have their address? That's where I go into contacts. I might not even have, maybe the contacts app is completely deleted from my phone, actually. And the other reason I have this is for FaceTime. If I want to FaceTime uh, some friends in California or something, I just go through the phone app. I look for my friends. Okay, guy, pff, FaceTime, done. Instead of going in the specific FaceTime app, again, I find it kind of redundant. Like the phone app can do all that stuff. And that's why I, uh, that's why it's on my home screen because it has like a multiple purpose. It's like a, a toolbox of communication and keeping in touch with contacts. Not not many surprises in your doc here. I'm looking over it, and those are all just kind of givens, aren't they? My 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 doc is kind of boring, but it is uh, practical. Uh, I have the Tweetbot application, just like you. I have the Mail application, and this we were talking about it at the very beginning. Like the Mail app, the stock Mail app is probably going to move back into the Apple folder, and uh, email by Edison Mail will move back into into the doc. Um, then I have messages and then I have Slack. Uh, so nothing, you know, too fancy, nothing too exciting. Again, it's very, uh, pragmatic. Um, I have right above that, I have Safari, uh, which I wish I could put five icons in my dock. And when I can put five icon, uh, in my dock, wink, wink, I, um, I put <laughs> Safari in, I've put Safari in there as well. And then right above that, like right above the dock is then so Safari, Reader, uh, which is one of my most used application. Uh, I use it every single day. And then Photos and Camera, which really I thought about moving Photos and Camera above because I I'm not really into I don't use them quite like as often as you would think I do, given their. Uh, location on the home screen so i'm like right there are applications that i use more often like overcast snap i use every single day you know like every single day i use overcast because i go for my walk and i play a podcast so every day like overcast could probably move down 
and another app could move down and photos and camera can move up a, a little a little bit um, but uh, that's about it I'm taking another quick glance at your home screen to see if uh, if I have forgotten to ask about anything but uh, everything else is pretty straightforward it looks like yeah um, I guess we didn't talk too much about my folders but I think they're you can see the icons and you can see why they're named that. I've got a games folder with HQ and Fortnite and things like that. Um, finance folder, just like you, it handles a lot of the, the financial type stuff. Uh, fun folder is kind of a catch all for everything from SoundCloud to, uh, some photo editing apps that I use to, uh, uh, put stuff up on Instagram. I see boomerang in there. And then there's also the Hulu app and YouTube. Um, tools is another kind of catch all for, uh, just stuff I couldn't figure out where to put other things. Same with extras up there that's not on the same row as any of these. It's just kind of where I dump stock apps or apps that I feel like I just need to have around. Um, uh, but I don't ha- I don't use them very often. And I don't really have anywhere else to put them. I will say we t- we mentioned briefly Instagram. Are you scrolling through your feed a lot, or are you posting a lot, or how do you use it? I mostly scroll. I rarely post on Instagram, but I, I'm 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 scrolling pretty much. A, yeah, I think every day. I use Instagram every day, uh, and and see you know what people are up to. Usually, I follow. I don't really follow that many friends or family. It's mostly like uh, surf stuff or um, musicians, a uh, couple of funny accounts. Uh, like the onion, the onion is one of my all time favorite. Huh. And, uh, that's about it. I, I don't follow that many people. I probably follow like a couple hundred maybe. And, uh, yeah, that keeps me, keeps me busy. I don't follow that many people, just a couple hundred or so. Well, <laughs> there are people that follow like hundreds of, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm following more than the average person, but I feel like every time I see, I follow 221 people. Um, so I don't know. Is that, is that a lot? How many did you follow? I don't know. I was just now looking. I follow uh, 155. Oh, okay. So I guess I do follow. And I, I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like I use the heck out of this. So uh, I'm like you. I don't really. I don't follow. Uh, I don't follow uh, many friends or family. I guess I'm friends with. Like I have a bunch of friends that I either follow me or I follow them or whatever. But it's uh, uh it's mostly. It's mostly content producing accounts. So I'm not talking, I don't follow a bunch of the, you know, silly, the people that kind of came over from Vine. If you know the type of people I'm talking about that do like these short, funny skits, they're usually not that funny. Uh, but I do follow a couple of those types of people. But I follow like, there's one, one of my favorite accounts right now is called House of Highlights. And this guy has just been grinding for the last probably two or three years to build a following, but he somehow was able to obtain rights to legally uh, post highlights on this account. So from major sports like uh, in the NBA, uh, the MLB, I don't know if I've ever seen much baseball content on there, but definitely uh, NFL football uh, and uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff with players and things like that. So uh, it's, it's cool. There's content all the time. And it's just, again, it's like if there was a cool play in a basketball game I'm watching, or sometimes even a soccer game I'm watching, I can go on there within minutes and there's a clip of it on this, uh, house of highlights account. So, uh, pretty cool. Uh, 
I, I know I follow some celebrities on there that I just think are either kind of funny or kind of interesting. Again, it all kind of goes back to getting that kind of full picture. So if there's a if there's a big event that happens, you can almost bet that people are going to be talking about it, not just on Reddit, but I'll see the carryover into Instagram, and people will be making videos about it, or they'll post the image about it. Or, you know, they'll do something to kind of speak on it. So I'll see whatever just happened from a different point of view. And it's uh, it's pretty interesting like that. So, yeah, I'm always going through my feed. It's just one of those, I don't know what you call this type of thing, but just kind of mindless. Like I can just scroll through if I find just even like a minute or two of downtime. I can just kind of thumb through my feed and see if something piques the interest. But, uh, uh, yeah, I post not not a lot, but I post – pretty regularly i feel like on there and it's mostly just like if i see something cool on a hike uh or playing out on a playing on a disc golf course or something my favorite one in the last couple of weeks was uh i i literally saw a squirrel with a full-size apple in his mouth and he's like running around with this apple in its mouth and it runs up a tree with this apple in its mouth and it let me get really close you know to take a really pretty clear picture of him holding this full-sized apple i was like that's not something you see every day um so yeah i usually just throw a bunch of crazy filters on there and just try to make it look cool but uh (laughs) so yeah i think that kind of wraps up anything really of interest on my home screen here i think i have one last thing that i'm just noticing one other similarity between you and me is that so we have this main screen and then there's just one other page of application. There's just a second page of applications, and I don't have. We don't. We haven't shared this screenshot to each other. Um, but you don't have 40 pages of apps. Uh, it looks like, like me, you're very selective about your applications, and and you you keep this manageable and under control, and you just de- don't download and keep everything uh, that goes by. Right. Yeah. And if I had my way. Uh... It would only be the one page. Like if I could fit another row of icons on the home screen, that would just totally take care of it. And uh, usually I'll try to condense it down. If I, for whatever reason, I'll just notice it and I'll be like, okay, and I'll just condense it down to the one page. And it'll be like that for maybe a few weeks. What happens is you end up downloading. uh, You just, for whatever reason, you're testing an app that just came out or somebody recommends an app and you're like, okay, I'll check that out. And, uh, you'll download it or maybe you just need it for temporarily, but they'll wind up filling that last row of that's normally blank of icons on my homepage. And then they'll spill out onto the second page and it'll just, it just takes time before you can either work through that and you've got to decide, right? That's the moment of truth. You got to go, okay, am I going to find a folder or a place to put this on the home screen or am I going to delete it? And if I can't decide between the two, it's just going to sit there on that second page. Yeah. Something I wish iOS would let you do is instead of having uh, horizontal scrolling between pages, have vertical scrolling. So basically, yeah. have a, and I know when it's when like I was this on Android, yeah, some Android devices do this. Uh, I know when I was jailbroken uh, a few years ago, I used like such a system. I feel I feel like it was a, a nicer um, way to sort things and to go through for your apps and also. Uh, because I just mentioned that again, uh, when I'm jailbroken, what I like to do is uh, remove the labels, the icon labels. So remove the name of the applications, the YouTube app. I know the icon. I know it's YouTube. Like remove all that stuff to so hide all the labels. And what I like to do is also shrink the size of icons just a little bit. 
uh, I'm not broken. I haven't been in a while. So uh, this is just good nostalgia to me. But um, it's something that I wish, especially like removing the icons from the labels, I wish uh, Apple would let you do that. I know Jim, uh, the senior vice president of wallpapers at IDB, that's one of his uh, little uh, pet peeves also, like having the icon label. So if he's listening to this, he's probably saying, yes, you're right, Sebastian, you're right. And yes, we are right. We should be able to hide these, uh, these icon labels for sure. There's been workarounds in the past, hasn't there, being able to uh, do blank labels? Uh, yeah, there's been a few. They never really last long, though. Okay. Uh, you definitely uh, are doing it with the emoji icons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. All right. Any any other question about uh, a question or comment about my home screen? No. Yours is really straightforward. You know, like it's easy. Like it's pretty easy to see. Like, oh, this makes sense. Oh, this makes sense. Yeah. But you look at mine, you're like Instagram TV. What's what's going on here, Cody? <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no messing around with my home screen. Like it, it, it's it, it's practical. It works great. Everything that I need is usually here. Uh, my most used applications are there. And then the second the second screen is just um, other apps that didn't make it on you know on the home screen because I don't use them often. But I still want to keep them just in case. Um, I hate the I hate uh, using an app and being like, oh, I'm not going to use it for a while. I'm just delete it. And then I'm driving or I'm somewhere and I'm like, oh, I need this app. And I'm like, oh, I deleted it. Now I have to go in the app store and download it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so now when I, like the tr- TripIt is one, you know, TripIt app is one of these perfect examples. It's something that I rarely use, um, but I I just keep it now because I'm like, the day I need it, I want it to to be here and and available, even though I r- rarely use it. Um, so that's why that's basically the story of my second page of home screen. Right. Yeah. It's it's the overflow happens. That's how it happens with me too. All right then. Yep. I think we did it. Yep. And uh, so the home screen, um, both home screens will be in the in the show notes, so people can look at it and. Uh, and uh, people, if, if you have questions or comments about the home screen apps or whatever, uh, you, can, uh, you can reach us on Twitter. Cody, you are at MelvCo and I'm Sebastian Page. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Yep, I'll be here. Bye-bye.